processes, you know, you're, you know, educating your staff on, you know, risk mitigation. Fluffy Bunny one two three four, believe it or not, is not a good password. <laughs> and you know, even if you have, um, you know, good solid, you know, passwords and two-factor authentication and things like that, there is still risk associated, and it's something that. I believe every organization should have, you know, and there's softwares that can crack these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, process policies, making sure your staff are in tune with that, and then making sure that you have a risk mitigation and a process when risk does occur, I think is, is essential. And I'm sure, I'm sure Jordan, Jason is going to IT us to death for probably mm-hmm. 20 minutes and we're going to, our heads are going <laughs> to spin, but well, there's somebody out there that the- needs to hear it. Getting that flexibility between convenience and security, right? It's always a balance act. It's like, do you make it so complicated and so secure that it's impossible to get work done? Or do you make it, you know, convenient enough and efficient enough that you can, you know, get your work done, but there's some risk, right? So I think right now that's that's really playing out. Uh, everybody. Welcome to the Challenge Tunity podcast. I'm Chris Lawson, and we got a very exciting um, episode for you today. We're going to be diving way more technical than I think we've ever been able to do. Um, joined today by my co-host, Jordan Wolf, who, ironically, the only thing he hates more than lying is skim milk, but he thinks skim milk is just water lying about being milk. So Jordan, how are you doing today? Not too bad. I mean, it's a fitting day to talk about IT and technical sophistication because mm. now we got these fancy animated elements that come to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I made those myself. I'm very proud. I made sure all of our staff at the office saw them. They all gave me the stamp of approval. So very proud of myself. Um, so I mentioned that we're having probably the most technical episode that we've ever had. Um, the reality is that we're always very technical, but I think we're actually going to be talking more about tech stack today, aren't we, Jordan? I think so. I mean, uh, I'm going to go ugh when I say the word <laughs> I IT. Know. Um, <laughs> I hate that's how IT I feel about it. Until yeah, it's a I problem. Think, I think that's how a lot of people approach it. Um, so... But it it is important. It's all around us. It's what has kind of lubricated the world of technology and you know modern business these days. So it is there. It is in the ether. It is in between everything, and it is the universe. So we can kind of talk about that uh, hidden world, uh, the things that make us get through the day without uh, disconnecting, or maybe it, maybe we do have the occasional uh, Zoom call that goes awry. But uh, you know those are few and far between these days. So. Well, I think I think it's important to to say that you know we talk about tech stack. You know, maybe you're in the G Suite, or you you know you know you're in the Microsoft world, and everyone's on Teams or you know whatever. But the reality is, like even in our personal life, there's a certain level of you know tech that we utilize, and we don't even really realize it. You know, whether it be your email that you have on your phone or whatever, all of these things that we use in our day to day, in our business or personal life are frankly all things that are there to streamline process, make things a little bit easier for us. I mean, a long time ago, I mean, we'd have to send faxes and actually communicate with words and things like that. Um, Technology has kind of helped us get around those things and be a little bit more efficient. 
Unless you're the government, apparently they still operate in faxes, <laughs> but <clears throat> we'll, uh, yes. I guess, get there sometime by 20, I don't know, 99 or something like that. Well, I wanted to kind of start today with our first segment, just talking about IT in the workplace. And um, we all have nightmare stories. We've all been there. And if you haven't, you're, you've taken a ticket and your number will be drawn at one point. But the reality is, um, you know, IT in the workplace is something that should be proactive and not reactive. If you're being reactive to an issue or a problem, it, it's usually too late at that point. Um, so when you're being proactive, just like in marketing or in any kind of business modeling, you have to have a strategy associated with it. So what are the requirements that you were, you know, of, of your tech stack, of the processes that you have in place? Do you have risk mitigation policies? These are all things that kind of come along the world of IT. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, when we look at these things as proactive or reactive, uh, <laughs> it's something you don't really know that you need until you need it. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, the proactive is just a safe bet. It's, it's the thing that you kind of lean on and go like, well, even if I don't know how it's going to manifest or why being prepared is pretty good. This is not my wheelhouse. I'm not uh, super knowledgeable in this side of things. So I'm going to only talk from my, you know, level of experience personally, which has been more about, you know, seeing these things as not so much an afterthought, but something that you know is there. You just kind of count on it to work. And when it doesn't, you kind of perk up and go like, what? You know, what? I thought that was going to be that way. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be, you know, things that, don't seem at first to be connected like software, hardware, the cloud, infrastructure, all those types of things. That's where, you know, specialists and people that are really competent in these areas really need to be involved because the way that they interconnect with each other and the potential problems or risks associated with making the wrong call or not really giving yourself the appropriate backups or um, prevent preventative measures if you're worried about uh, kind of security those things kind of happen um, mm -hmm. in ways that you wouldn't anticipate as a layman. Well, I mean, you never know you have a problem until it happens. And ironically, um, the second portion of this podcast, we're going to bring in Jason Grillo, who is an IT expert, whether it be in the public or the private sector, whether it be at an agency level, you know, in a in an organization, um, you know, or or helping people with setups, um, you know, remote setups. And so we live in a day and age where either you're you're in a physical office space, you are remote, or a blend. And so the, the IT components of what are required are very unique nowadays. Um, you know, things like, you know, what are the business requirements that are solving business problems? Um, your tech stack is more than just security. Your tech stack is often stuff that is there to, you know, CRMs is a really good example of what we talked about that a few weeks back. You know, CRMs is a part of your tech stack, let alone, you know, G Suite or, you know, anything you're doing to, to actually get communication going. But when you're dealing with staff that are remote, it can bring up unique challenges. You know, phones, tablets, laptops that are no longer the companies. Um, what are they doing on them? Are they using it for personal use? Do they have backdoor access to hackers? As, as cheesy as that sounds, these are all things that are really important to think about. Um, 
your processes, you know, your, you know, educating your staff on, you know, risk mitigation, fluffy bunny, one, two, three, four, believe it or not, is not a good password. <laughs> and, you know, even if you have, um, you know, good solid, you know, passwords and two factor authentication and things like that, there is still risk associated. And it. it's something that I believe every organization should have a specialist in their back pocket, whether it be in-house <laughs> Or, you know, like we do, we, we outsource our IT. Um, and whenever we have an issue, they're on it. You know, it's 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 saved us more than once. Let's just say that. Yeah, and I think that it's worth to talk about the changes recently, obviously, coming out of pandemics and, and all the things associated with that. We have, you know, work culture changes. We have work mm -hmm. style changes. You've got the whole work from home or remote or hybrid, et cetera. No matter what side of that fence you're on, the, the reality is we're in a much more diverse uh, landscape when it comes to the techni technical requirements. Um, it used to be we had a very centralized ability to, you know, if you op operated or worked within an office, you know, it could have a, its own server. It could have its own kind of network that needed to be just really locked down for that physical location. But now with a lot of the flexibility, even if you have a dominantly in-office culture, but you've got more travel now, or you've got more people zooming in or sharing files remotely because of all the dynamic work environments out there, you need to kind of think a little more broadly and, you know, think about how cloud infrastructure impacts local infrastructure. And um, again, I'm, I'm kind of getting out of my depth here as for how that's done, but those, those types of considerations are a lot wider, that's for sure. Well, I think it's important that, you know, you set up an infrastructure that works for your business model. You know, just because it's working for one business doesn't mean you can carbon copy it, you know, even if it's in your industry. I think every business exists because it has a unique place in the market, whether that be unique skill set, unique service offerings, a solution or, you know, pricing or whatever it might be. You have to make sure that your sales processes, your marketing processes, your your data security processes, all these things that fall into the world of, of IT, again, IT is there because they're there to help make things more efficient. Um, I think the the best IT specialist is probably someone who's sitting around and not doing much because they've been set up the structure <laughs> perfectly and they've educated everybody accordingly. Um, but Jordan, you're absolutely right. You know, creating, you know, especially in the, and I'm just kind of going back here in my head, you know, the remote model is a challenging one when it comes to IT. You know, I know a lot, a lot of agencies that use Trello and use all these online softwares to be able to, you know, streamline processes. Those things can be, for the most part, pretty safe, pretty secure. You know, living in an ecosystem where everyone's got MacBooks and things like that, where it's like it's unified across, helps things be a little bit more streamlined. But um, I keep coming back to it. You, you have to have a proper onboarding with your staff. You, you have to mm -hmm. educate them on how things are done so that they can be adopted into the system that's already in place. And then more than anything, telling them what the game plan is if something were to happen. If you click on a phishing email, what happens? Mm -hmm. You know, are you going to get fired if you tell somebody? You know, like, there should be a process in place. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you know, we'll kind of wrap up this part of the, of the segment you know, with, a, with a crazy story. Because the, the story actually has Jason Grillo, who will be joining us here, who helped us. So years and years and years ago, we had an individual who left our organization. She had an old HP Mac, or uh, sorry, HP MacBook, an HP laptop. 
And what we did is we were actually wiping all of these old laptops and we plugged one into the network. And before it was properly wiped, somebody actually got in through um, our network, hacked into the computer and got access to our network. And actually um, it was a ransomware scenario where they actually started erasing all of the files and corrupting all the files in one of our drives. And, uh, you know, I, we don't work with terrorists. We don't negotiate with terrorists, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we actually decided, you know what, we're going to sacrifice that drive. And Jason came in on his white horse and, you know, with a sword and, and, uh, you know, he got everything taken care of bing, bang, boom, real, real quickly and, you know, saved our business. And it was something that in my opinion, nobody in our office or our organization would have ever have thought mm-hmm. that that's, that thing would have happened. And they got in because that individual, no idea what it was, but the password was very simple. ABC mm-hmm. one, two, three, four exclamation mark or something like that, you know, and there's softwares that can crack these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, process policies, making sure your staff are in tune with that. And then making sure that you have a risk mitigation and a process when risk does occur, I think is, is essential. And I'm sure, I'm sure Jordan, Jason is going to IT us to death for probably mm-hmm. 20 minutes and we're going to, our heads are going to spin, but <laughs> well, there's somebody out there that, that needs to hear it. Exactly. And it's important that there are people like him that are more passionate about these things than we are so that we can actually rely on them when these, these situations come up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you never know when these these scenarios are going to crop up, and it's uh, it's all about who you know sometimes and how they view the world in their own uh, unique, skillful ways. Well, why don't we roll it over to the interview that we're about to have with him here in about half an hour? I'm excited to talk. With him. Okay, and welcome back. We now have our guest with us today. So as we were talking earlier, uh, we're going to be delving deep into the world of IT management. Uh, So we'll be welcoming Jason Grillo, who is an IT managing professional, also IT consultant, working both in public and private sectors, uh, mostly around subjects of systems, infrastructure, administration, uh, risk mitigation, all sorts of those topics we'll be covering today. And uh, currently working with a uh, national health benefits company called Open Circle. So welcome to the show, Jason. Hey guys, thanks for having me. You betcha. Can peek over that little uh, name card there. <laughs> oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> Knocks you in the chin. <laughs> I like it. So smooth. It is smooth. <laughs> I made those animations, just so you know. Nice. So yeah, as as you know, Jordan was talking about. We we talked earlier in the first couple segments all about IT, of which you know we know a bit about, but we're nowhere near at the tier of an IT specialist or consultant like yourself. What are you um, talking about? We went into great detail. We even used yeah. words like cloud or oh, infrastructure. Nice. Yeah, G Suite. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, we are the more are uh, the more abbreviations you guys can use, the better. You know, like more acronyms thrown around is mm-hmm. usually better. Got to make it yeah. relatable for our audience. Like HVAC. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, I think, I think well, that I was think your uh, previous episode. <laughs> that was my, yeah, maybe it was. Well, why don't, why don't we kind of just start with a very high level topic, you know, equipping your team, you know, but, but more from like less from like a business management lens and more from an IT specialist lens. Because I think, I think a lot of the time, 
you know, when we think of IT, we just think of problems. But an IT specialist comes in with a complete different lens. It's usually more from like an engineer perspective, frankly, where you're like looking at every little aspect and connecting everything. Um, so, I mean, why don't I just throw it over to you? I mean, what are the high level benefits of, of IT, you know, training, risk, you know, awareness, th- those types of things? For What's sure. Your mind? I mean, like traditionally, like, you speak to any anyone kind of in the industry, and and most times the the IT department of a company is looked at as a as a cost. They're a cost center, right? Uh, yeah. Every time the IT people come to the table, it's we need more money for this, we need more money for that. Um, so it's it's tricky to kind of break down sometimes those those uh, those walls and those barriers and and to look at IT as you know being strategic, right? Especially when it comes to like um, well some key decisions that organizations face, right? Um, you look at something like uh, COVID as a quick example, right? That caught a lot of companies, you know, flat-footed mm. because you know right away it was bang these this thing has occurred it's out of our control guess what you're really dependent on IT and for whatever systems to be able to be you know managed or controlled from home or work from home all that stuff right so yeah it's it's an interesting world i mean certainly most times on paper yeah IT can cost you know it's just all costs 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 nowadays it's I think we're finally ch- starting to change a bit of that that uh, conversation point because we're starting to see okay the costs now it's protecting us protecting our systems and our employees mm-hmm. from you know the hackers the the bad actors out there that are all they want to do is you know basically you know get some get some ransoms out of companies right uh, find some weak entry points or weak weak uh, you know weak systems or whatever the case so yeah, IT is starting to that. be less. <laughs> yeah, who, why would you, right? <laughs> IT is less of like, oh, they're just they're just asking for more in the budget to replace their computers. They just they work fine. Like, what are yeah. you guys worried about, right? So, yeah, you know, often you know, especially for small businesses, you you can't often afford it. It's a four or five digit figure that that comes with with the topic of IT, and and you just never think as a small business that you're at that tier yet, you know. Mm-hmm. And you usually have a salesperson on the other end trying to convince you, and and you can't afford it. Um, and then you have monster companies that just reinforce with everything under the sun. And um, I could just imagine being an IT special on that side. It's probably just a, a room full of wires. Yeah. And, and unlike some other like professional designations, like we, I, I often, uh, you know, use this example, like accountants, right? Like to be an accountant, you have to have professional designation. You have to, you know, be investing in your uh, in your education every year to to maintain these des- designation levels. IT is this interesting beast because, like most things, you can accomplish thirty different ways. There's the best practice. There's the recommendation. There is all these, you know, you know, this is the good way to do it. But technically, this way works, and end users won't be much of the wiser, right? So it's like, it's tricky because you can have these used car salesmen, if you will, like, you know, selling you this system or this technology or this, this type of IT company that's going to do X, Y, and Z for you. But it's, it's hard to cut through it and actually know, like, what's actually the truth, right? Yeah, I think we were talking earlier, um, one of the consequences of COVID and, and the now remote work kind of scenarios that are coming up mm-hmm. or even hybrid it really changed even just the way that you might look at things, I imagine, in, in the IT world, where it used to be more like you were building walls around a, an office, like a, a single point of, of weakness or a single point of strength. 
and connecting it to the world only where it needed to be. Now it's, you know, you have all these different ways of interacting with everybody and everybody's all over the place. And, you know, it's, it's a very broad dynamic world, I imagine now. Oh yeah. Like we, you know, working for, so I worked for an IT consulting company for years. And so we did IT for many different companies. And that was the most interesting position to be in when COVID hit, because here we are supporting, you know, companies of five employees all the way up to hundred plus employees. And when COVID hit and everyone had to shut down, we had to disappear from our offices. It was really interesting to see how different companies reacted. Uh, mm. There were some companies, yeah, we would spend thousands and thousands of dollars on infrastructure and firewalls and basically, like Jordan said, hardening the physical office, right? Everything was controlled. Everything was behind that firewall garden of whatever. It was safe. But then COVID hit and that's like, now all of our employees go out there and work <laughs> and do the same thing that you were going to do normally. Uh, sending and receiving and modifying files in all the same ways, but all the protections we put in place and you invested in um, are not as applicable anymore, right? So it, it was a really interesting position to be in and to watch organizations go through it, some better than others, uh, a lot of lessons learned. Um, it's, it, it, that's what makes it really interesting for me to be in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Jordan brings up a good point. You know, For the most part, you go back a number of years ago, everybody was in a, you know, a four by four box, you know, and the IT specialist had control over every wire that went to every computer and, you know, knew where every keyboard and mouse was because there was a sticker on the bottom of it. And Mm -hmm. then you're right, everyone's dispersed. So, you know, maybe providing some insight to people who aren't aware of that world, or maybe you're an agency owner and you're debating on going remote, you know, it's a different business model, but it also is a complete different system from an IT perspective, you know, how do you view that? How, like, how do you view that world? I mean, you have, you have employees who have their own assets, company assets. If someone leaves the company, how do you manage it? I mean, I'll just throw all that at you. I mean, how, like, how does an IT specialist look at the remote world nowadays compared to how it used to be? Well, and I think even that, that subject and topic has changed over the last three, four months, right? So most people have probably heard in the news right now, and maybe you have, you haven't. So a company called LastPass, right? Large, huge company out of the States. Um, and what they sell is they sell a piece of software that's called a password vault, right? It's a pretty important piece of technology, and we preach it to all companies that you should be using a password vault, right? So for those that don't know, the concept is very simple, is you have one super secure password that you use to unlock your vault. And inside of this vault, you have all your passwords to all your different websites that you use. You can put your credit card numbers in it. It's basically... It's a vault. Everything in there needs to be as safe and secure as humanly possible. And you're trusting this company that you're paying for to protect that said vault. And they have, like the, the security around it is phenomenal. Except here is a, a scenario that's played right out right now is that that company probably has a fairly softer um, policy in terms of you know what systems can be accessed on what computers so if I'm an employee Bob of this company um, 
Can I access company information on my personal computer? Well, organizations right now, you know, you take a look at companies that, well, you know, we'll, we'll do a BYOD or bring your own device, right? Smaller companies, especially, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe more marketing, you know, agency type of companies or those that like are a little bit more flexible on like the types of equipment that you use, right? So sure, no problem, Bob, you can use your own laptop. You'll log into the, you know, the work-related systems, and we'll make sure that's all protected and safe. Um, but you can use your laptop for whatever you like. And so you have this personal versus business on the same device, which is all good and gravy. But what happened in this particular instance and what's changing right now is, well, other things in this person's home network were not secured or protected or out of date. A vulnerability was discovered. Now, and, and real quick, the context of this story is like, we're talking a very specific attack. Like someone was, was knew who this person was and who he worked for and the type of information he had access to. So he installed a key logger, so a, key, a keyboard logging piece of software. So every keystroke this person would type on his computer, logging into his Facebook account or his company data would be logged into this, this piece of software and sent to the attacker. Well, that basically triggered a massive breach in LastPass. Now, not only did it affect them and their customers' data, but we're talking reputation. As a business, the reputation that they have now, if you Google LastPass, one of the first things you're going to see is all the news articles about how they were compromised, mm -hmm. how they were breached, how they've known about it for six plus months and didn't you know, disclose it to the public. So stuff like that is... Um, it's a really new, fresh story that I think is hitting people a lot more than ever before. It's because look how important it is for your employees yeah. when they're not within the, you know, the four walls of this, this secure garden, what they even do on their personal computers, how it can affect the business side as well, yeah. right? Um, getting that flexibility between convenience and security, right? It's always a balance act. It's like, do you make it so complicated and so secure that it's impossible to get work done? Or do you make it, you know, convenient enough and efficient enough that you can, you know, get your work done, but there's some risk, right? So I think right now that's that's really playing out, uh, especially with this LastPass story. So so putting putting yourself kind of in that seat, I mean, obviously LastPass is, is a one-off scenario, and but attacks do occur. And I think it's a valid thing that you're talking about. You know, brand, re you know, reputation is something that when it's tarnished, it's very, very hard to, you know, oh, scrub yeah. out. Like it just, it just, it's difficult. Um, but I mean, how do you mitigate those types of things? Is it, is it just proper training? Is it software based? Yeah, I think like I always preach that like the biggest, like the biggest starting point is your employees, right? Like at the end of the day, we're flawed human beings sitting in front of a, a computer programmed by flawed human beings, right? The safest computer is locked in a safe and disconnected from the internet, right? Like that's as safe as you can possibly get. Um, so it all starts with the human aspect, right? Um, I think, and I think this is where a lot of companies you probably could use more help and could and could tighten up, right? It's it's understanding that not only the like every dollar you spend in training uh, your and and empowering your employee on using their computer and technology like responsibly, not only uh, you know helps you as a business, but you know helps them in their personal life as well. 
if, if we look around at our employees and say, you know what, whatever money we're spending on training them and onboarding them and being safe with technology, guess what? You're going to have less people uh, being breached in their own personal life because it still bleeds into your business, right? If mm-hmm. Sally gets her bank account compromised, yeah, it may not be your company data, but guess what? They're taking time off work. They got stuff going on. They got stresses in their life. That all bleeds into business, right? And into the work that they're doing. So I know at, at our company, we've, we've always been um, good at, at investing in, you know, training our employees, you know, doing what we call security awareness training, uh, which is, you know, doing simulated phishing testing to, to our employees. So we will schedule random uh, crafted emails, you know, some look like Canada Post, some look like UPS, like we'll craft a whole bunch and we'll randomly spatter them across our staff. Uh, in random intervals. And the, the concept behind it is to keep the, the idea front of mind for them to always be asking the question, you know, is this legit? Should this be legit? Is this, am I expecting this type of, of email? Should I be clicking this link? And then working an actual program behind it that when people click on a link, it's not about shaming or, re- or reprimanding them. It's about, you know, in, 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 you know further education figuring out what's causing them to, to click on a link. Look, no matter what, even if you're well-trained and well, um, you know, you go through your training, if you're a, having a stressful day, all it takes is that one time, right? Like yeah. um, a, ha- hackers have to succeed once. We have to be successful all the other times at athwart, thwarting it, right? So yeah, education's huge. And that, that's something I think you you learn not to put your hand on the oven, you know, once uh, and then you kind of don't do it again. But unless somebody else has done that, they're going to do the same thing, you know, in their, in their own experience at yeah. some point. So, um, you know, transferring that knowledge, those hard lessons, if they're hard lessons, um, I can see that being extremely valuable. I mean, as a person myself, I've, you know, obviously learned either through direct experiences or had other people's, you know, horror stories come up, you know, breaches or ransomware situations at other companies that you hear about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you build up like a, a defensive toolkit for yourself of just like rules of thumb, even as layman. Like I deliberately avoided the whole subject of anything, you know, IT related. I, you know, I can sort of understand what you, you're talking about, but it's not something I'm passionate about by any means. Yeah. So when sure. I look at things, I go like, well, you know, rule of thumb, try not to put all of my data in one place. I kind of disperse it in other secure areas. You know, do I have a copy of things that are really important? Do I have, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I do have an email that I'm not familiar with, am I checking that the URL even matches like with the thing that it's, it claims to be coming from? Um, totally. But somebody else who doesn't have those experiences or haven't heard those stories, they're going to, you know, have to unfortunately run into those the hard way sometimes. Yeah, and, and think about it as, as business owners, right? You you hire a new employee, you run through, you know, you know, the normal, you know, things you do to interview an employee. Well, how do you get a sense on their, you know, technology maturity, right? Like, yeah, maybe they don't need it for the job and the role that they're doing. But if they're using any sort of computer system with access to any sort of company data, guess what? They probably need to have some sort of baseline that you should know about, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean training and doing phishing training and stuff like that is is one thing but like even for us as a company is is actually baking it into our onboarding uh is where we're starting to really tighten up right now because it often gets forgot about oh a new person starts it doesn't matter what age they are it's like we just let them go here's some access to a bunch of stuff 
have fun and hopefully you know not to do bad things or or not to go bad places on the internet <laughs> or you know like you put all this well, trust in them well. as, right <laughs> and then like on the other side is is get this is like what happens if, if something does occur what if sally does click something and something does occur what does yeah. she do well if they if, if if employees don't know what to do they'll probably look at, uh-oh, did I do something bad? I better hide this or I better not say anything or maybe it wasn't anything and then just kind of let it go. And oftentimes when there's a, a breach or something, you know, they're in there for months undetected because that situation yeah. occurred and now it's like we, we've moved on, right? So yeah, I full circle it, education, right? I find it fascinating that you put your team through like a simulation and <laughs> I won't lie. When you said, you know, a simulation, I thought you maybe meant like a simulator. So like you have like an <laughs> IT fishing simulator, like a flight simulator, and you put them in a room and there are screens around and they're, you know, we're going to send They've you emails. have got headsets and they're like, yeah. oh, I just got an email. <laughs> maybe that's the next, maybe that's the next business idea, right? Because you got to make yeah. it fun, right? IT shouldn't be gray on gray. It shouldn't be boring. It should be, there should be some excitement to it get people uh, you know, more engaged into it. So Chris, that's a great idea, right? Because yeah, it's, it doesn't need to be super boring or like blah, right? Why not have some fun so with it? You're saying IT shouldn't be so gray yet you, for those viewers watching on YouTube, you're wearing a gray shirt with a gray background right now, so. Exactly, exactly. I just wanted to show the people, you know, it doesn't have to be like this. <laughs> well, you know, simulators, you know, maybe is a very futuristic invention. And maybe that's a good way of kind of pivoting into, you know, the future of, of IT or corporate IT. You know, where, where's all this going? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where's well, the good, future? Yeah. Well, I, th I think we've seen, certainly trend-wise, from my seat, we've seen the, the push to cloud everything, right? We've seen the service as a service. We've seen... Well, you no longer need to own anything. You guys in the creative, uh, you know, mm -hmm. ad agency space, think of Adobe, right? Wow. Yep. When is the last time you bought Adobe, right? Well, guess what? You'll never own it, but you'll pay for it forever. Um, so we've seen lots of the trends. Everyone's pushing cloud, cloud, cloud. AWS, Google, it doesn't matter. And I think we've seen some situations where what happens when it goes down, right? Holy smokes. Talk about like part of the internet just halting to a crawl. So I, I think trend-wise, like I know for companies like our size, so we're about 60-some employees, um, mostly in Edmonton and Calgary. You know, we're seeing the trend, well, the cloud is great, but th that sweet spot is that hybrid, like not everything needs to be up there. Some things you should still maintain some control over. Really, right, what's hot right now and, and, and the trend going forward is is just data security, right? Every organization, like most, the most valuable asset is data, right? That's what you have. It's, I look at our company and I look at what is the data that we have. And if someone wanted to attack us, you know, what are they looking for? What are they going to get, right? They're going to get data. That's what it all boils down to. So every system that you log into, um, anything to do with like what we call multi-factor authentication. So the concept of a password and a thing. Uh, should be an automatic, so you, you turn it on. Two-factor, multi-factor, does different terms, but it's yeah. the same thing, right? Anything that can support it, you, you turn it on and you make sure it's on. That's not bulletproof, but it's darn close because you need to know my passwords and have my phone, right, to, to get into the systems. Um, 
large organizations can benefit from things which we call single sign-on or SSO, right? So a lot of the systems we use uh, at our company, uh, all the entry points to the different web-based tools are all with one singular um, username and password, which is then multi-factor authenticated or 2FA. So right there, you're, you're protecting quite a bit. Now I think is because of this thing like LastPass and stuff, the conversation of, you know, BYOD, bring your own device and figuring out the balance there. I think that's going to go back on the table as uh, we must actually talk about this again. I think some organizations are going to reevaluate is, is it worth the convenience? You know, Mm -hmm. is it worth having it is, do we go back to a, a company supplied laptop that's only for company use? You do not use it for anything else to keep it totally isolated from the, your personal world, right? But how, um, how do you, how do those... you force that? Like, how do you manage that? I mean, if, if Sally, you know, goes to India for, on holidays and is going to work remote for, two, for a month or something like that, I mean, how do, you, how do you control that she's only using it for work? Yeah, for, for the systems that we use, like we can put, as IT, we can put policies on what devices are allowed to log in. So if it's a web-based system like Microsoft 365, right, which is mm-hmm. all of our collaboration and email and stuff, I can lock it down and say an employee cannot be on a personal device. They cannot be outside of North America and, and lock it down that way. Um, then the company has to supply the equipment. That means that if you want Sally to work in India or Brazil and she wants to have her personal computer, she's probably bringing both, you know. Um, that's the extreme, but the conversation might have to be had again for some organizations because you look at companies like LastPass and ultimately like that was part of it. Um, so at what cost, what was it worth to, to allow that to happen? And the reputation is affected. People's data is affected, right? Poor Sally. She's going to have to pay for an extra carry on. <laughs> yeah. Sally That's seems right. like a bit much, but uh, Sally doesn't sound like we'll worry about that'll come up in her next review. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. It's, 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 we've opened Pandora's box, right? Like you can work yeah. from anywhere for, so that box is open. IT was, you know, depending on your strength in IT and organizations, you were either like ahead of the curve with the curve or way behind the curve. And some organization that jumped ahead, uh, to satisfy, you know, what employees wanted out of their work from home or work anywhere. Um, now they have to reevaluate, okay, where are our security and our, you know, where is that now? Um, have we slid too far the other way, right? So if we're, if we're talking about, you know, these exciting pros and things that are existing, there has to be the opposite side of that. So is there like a, a fear associated on the other end of the spectrum? Like, is there, is there a negative con, you know, is all of it and, you know, information technology held together with a string, you know, what is the fear? What are the cons that are we headed you know, towards we have... the heat death of the universe of it or, <laughs> right. or... Well, I, I think the biggest con we're seeing is is when when these massive cloud uh, cloud uh, providers, you know, you look at your big ones, Amazon Web Services, AWS is huge. Most everything on the internet is running on AWS or Google Cloud or Microsoft Azure. Um, when some of those systems have blips or have issues, it really affects people. Like um, yeah. you look at. Um, well, we use Zendesk for our ticketing system, and and one one day or I think it was two days in a row, there was there was issues with AWS that was affecting our specific instance of Zendesk. We were 
completely like helpless. We couldn't do anything because we were totally, all of our eggs were in that basket, that cloud hosted basket. All we could do is sit back and wait, right? Yeah, we were, we had a few softwares that day that were down too on the marketing side, mm -hmm. like eight of us. And so what do you do, right? Like your business needs to keep running, but guess what? Your systems are down. As, well, as that, we all that, know, the internet's just a series of tubes, right? So if one of those big tubes zeros. is blocked, then, uh, you know, we've totally. got some trouble. But some I, of those I tubes remember, have light in them. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, was it Cloudflare? Went down a couple times in a row a couple of years back. And that controlled like yeah. something like 30% of websites for a period of time yeah. there. And they just disappeared from the internet for like better part of a couple of days. Um, that That's was, right. Pretty, pretty or look, what do we experience in Canada? What was it? The other the other month there, was it Rogers that went down, right? Yeah. Uh, Rogers or Bell? Like, talk about what happens when, you're, when your life is, is, is hooked to the internet and yeah. you lose data for, for almost a day or two, right? Like, so that's the, that's the cons, right? With everything being so inter, internet connected, most people don't realize that the internet is a bit of a dumpster fire. Like it's, it's incredible to think that I can talk to you on this video call and these packets of information are traveling all the way to you and back. Now, yes, yeah. we're in both in Edmonton, but I could be across the world. Like think about how incredible that technology mm -hmm. is, but um, there's a lot of things that are flying back and forth on these pipes. So um, yeah. It's, well, and, uh, and it's really good when it works so fast. Yeah. So fast, right? Well, I'll tell you what I've learned today is that to be good at IT, everything has to be an acronym. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's only so many letters in the alphabet, you know, Jason. I mean, the problem that I see as a big con is that IT specialists are going to run out of letters. I think that's the real thing that's going to happen. Here. Oh, never, never. <laughs> we'll always find more letters. <laughs> or throw well, hey, or throw on like a version a version like 2.0 behind it or three or something have you heard of wi-fi 6 have you heard of wi-fi 7 maybe there's <laughs> wi-fi 8 coming around the corner who knows revolutionizing wi-fi yeah well jason thank you so much for joining us today um my brain is rattling uh there's there's so good, much in the world i mean what we we've been talking for what 28 minutes uh, the reality is I think we have scratched the surface in the world of IT. You know, every topic we could have done a week-long um, podcast series on. It's, it's, it's a very deep subject, and, and more than anything, it, it is something that I think people need to be taking um, a little bit more seriously, um, especially as your business yeah. models change. Just invest in people and, and, and training those people. Invest in teaching them how to best use the tools and be safe. And, and you will reap the rewards. You, you, they will benefit, these yeah. employees will benefit in their personal life and they'll benefit in the business life. Well, again, thank you so much for your time today. I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, and um, hopefully, hopefully there's more pros and cons here as we enter into 2023 for you and, and everything you guys are doing there at Open Circle. It sounds like pretty great things you're doing, so. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. You betcha. Cheers. Thanks. Well, it was a really interesting podcast session that we had here today, Jordan, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Are you, are you numb? Looking forward from... to... <laughs> yeah, looking forward to more of that, but probably on another episode, uh, maybe a few weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah, well, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, fortunately, we have a really large network of really intelligent people and, 
And that's great because I can't know everything about every topic. So, well, it is that time to end the, the show. Um, thank you so much for all of our listeners who have joined us on what is already our, what our seventh episode, I believe it is, um, not including the pilot. So that's crazy. Um, we really do appreciate you. Uh, we do this because we want to throw knowledge out there and help people and educate people. So, um, you know, we obviously are going to invite you to come back in two weeks when we do another episode. Absolutely. Well, I uh, just wanted to also remind everybody to uh, subscribe wherever they might be catching us on a podcatcher or if you're on YouTube, uh, that's a great place to like, subscribe, bells and dingles and all sorts of things. Anything that has up, up thumbs or up votes or shares and, and connections. Yes, make sure you up thumb this. Yeah, do all of the buttons that look like positive things. Do do those things. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Enjoy. Cheers.